0: There are many perks to opening a new smart checking account at Royal Credit Union, including no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and a $250 bonus. Getting your $250 is easy. Open your account online or at any Royal office, receive two payroll direct deposits, and you'll get $250 in your savings account. See offer details and exclusions and open your account today at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. Philip Gustafson is your number one goalie no ifs ands or buts about it except maybe one Marc-Andre Fleury is also finding his groove at just the right time for your Minnesota Wild Gus joins us to talk about the goaltending tandem and so much more in this week's episode plus a very special thank you to each and every one of you for swinging by our Bardown Beauties booth at the Let's Play Hockey Expo oh and go Zephs as always, we're created by New Voice Studios. Presented by Soda Stick. Brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is season four, episode one hundred and sixty-seven. Celebrate your favorite Minnesota sports teams and moments with SodaStick.com. Relive the Met Center chairs, the Metrodome push, and so much more with unique and quality garb found only at Soda Stick. Don't forget to add code Bardom Beauties at checkout for fifteen percent off all of your purchases.
1: At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink Smart Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021 James B. Beam Distilling Company Incorporated Fairmont, Kentucky.
0: Hello everybody. What's going on? Bardon Beauties episode 167. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for nhl.com, wild.com. All the bylines everywhere. Pay me, hire me, do all the cool stuff. She's Kirsten Kroll. Pay her, hire her as well. A woman of many talents. My favorite being the in arena host of game days, as well as my co-host here on Bardown Beauties. Kirsten, Uh, have you recovered from the very long, fun, excellent weekend we had at the high school state tournament? Um, I know, as you guys could tell, voice a little raspy today.
1: Uh, No, I have not recovered woke up this morning. My eyes were actually incredibly puffy. Um, no, I'm dead inside. I'm lively on the outside, but inside I'm like, I want to go into hibernation. No one talked to me for the next 48 hours because that's how much sleep I need to catch up on. I don't want to leave my bed. I have to life doesn't work out that way for me, Doesn't. but that's what I would like to be doing. Ideally. I agree. Shout out
0: to everybody that made an effort to stop by our Bardown Beauties booth at the Let's Play Hockey Expo. A special shout out to our guests, Natalie Darwitz, Judd Zolgad, Dame Zatani, Henry Lake, uh, the hockey guys. Who else did we have? We had we had a gambit of folks just swinging on through. There, the were, a there were a and lot. It was a lot. And then just you Robo fans
1: Rob? Too. <laughs> Robo Rob. Robo Rob.
0: Yep. Whatever that was, that was fun. (laughs) No, it was great. Everybody from the vendors to the fans, to the kids walking around, we had so much fun. So thank you guys very much. Keep tagging us and the stuff. Hopefully you were able to snag some bar down beauty merch from our soda stick buddies who opened up that window specifically for this weekend. Um, you guys rock as always. I'll only say one thing about it, Kirsten. I'm only going to say it once. The Madomita Zephyrs are
1: champions of the world.
0: I knew you were going to bring it up.
1: I thought about it. I was like, she needs to talk about it still. Do <laughs> I just set her up for it so she can talk about it? Did you have a setup for me? Were you gonna tee me up? Um, I thought about it. I I guess how could it have blanked my mind? I just kind of wasn't as high on the priority list for me as it mm. is for you. Mm. But Jesse, please just take let give us 30 seconds. Let's keep, let's keep it to that to okay. talk about your Mada Midai timer timer set go Matamida, what
0: an effort state title state champs for the first time since 2020 2020 excuse me yeah for the world shut down that was a whole thing uh no they are class a champs if you will and for the record people that were asking me if they should be moving up to double a yada yada I graduated like two thirty. I can't imagine the school has grown that much that they are double a enrollment status. So no, don't take that from them. Don't take that from my beautiful Zephyrs. Um, what I loved about this team is the road they had to go through to get to it. And again, I say this even kind of unbiasedly, they had to beat Hermantown and then they had to beat war road who was undefeated all year. I will admit I picked war road to win class a, I mean, that was a heck of a battle. And honestly, Kirsten, no matter who won on Saturday's championship game, it was such a fantastic game. I would have been actually okay. I wouldn't have, you know, been sad crying in the corner for very long. Like there might've been a quick like, ah man, because I'm wearing a Letterman jacket, like a loser, but uh, Matamide came out on top, forced overtime in the final seconds and won in double overtime, but just a tremendous game from both sides. I think there were about 90 shots total, uh, 11 goals scored. I mean, I think anybody that tuned in to watch it, Matamide Zephyr fan, Warroad fan or not, It was a hell of a high school hockey game.
1: It was. I also picked Warroad. More importantly than just the Mata Midi Championship, I'm really happy you were able to get that out of your system just now. Mm, The final thing I'm going to say about it is it must have just been a really hard, long three years without a championship for you guys. First of all, when I was growing up, the team was
0: not good at all. I was learning hockey as a statistician with the varsity team lettered in boys varsity hockey, but they sucked. They had to play St. Thomas every year. That was always the problem. St. Thomas was playing down. uh, St. Thomas had Anders Lee. St. Thomas had Jordan Schrader during my tenure in high school, which yes, was quite some time ago. So yeah, the Zephyrs weren't that good, but they've built it up. I think this is going to probably sound very classic. Jesse Pierce right now like we talked about with Glenn Andreessen of Minnesota Hockey at the Expo and Mike Snee at the Hockey Expo. Uh, It's that community base. Matamirai is one of many schools that is really focused on that youth base of hockey. And people have started coming there and being a part of the program, and that helps. Not recruiting, mind you. Truthfully, people go to Matamidai for the education, which, if you know me, is a smart thing to do. She
1: does have the academic patch on her Letterman jacket, (laughs) if none of you saw it, at the state hockey tourney slash let's play hockey expo it was front and center on that letterman jacket folks first thing i lettered
0: I had sports on there too. And mind you, it would have been more full, except lacrosse is a spring sport. And I lettered in a lot of stuff, my senior year of spring. So who's going to do that? I probably will. I'll probably go. I'll probably go back and add it now, now that I know that I get to sport that every single March at the X, but no, I mean, it was, that's, what's so great. Listen to our interviews with Glenn Andres and Mike Snee, and the list of guests that we spoke about earlier. Uh, we had so much fun. That is over on our YouTube channel. Let's refocus. Let's circle back to the Minnesota wild, especially for our new listeners who I know are subscribing because they saw us at the expo, uh, Minnesota wild looking pretty hot, looking pretty damn good scoring five goals without Kirill Kaprizov, who in case you guys missed it, will miss the next three to four weeks with a lower body injury. The odds of him coming back before a playoffs to me would seem silly and shocking, but who knows, but he is out for the long term here a little bit to close out the regular Kirsten. Uh, yeah, the wild, they seem like they might be in an okay position, even without number 97.
1: I am withholding my full thoughts. Kind of, I guess, no, maybe not with my full thoughts. Cause I'll give you what I'm thinking right now, regardless, mm. but where I sit right now, I guess I'm hesitant to jump on the train that they're going to be okay because they played San Jose Fair. and so I'm like, it, they should beat San Jose. And tonight they're playing Arizona. So I'm really like, I will give up if they lose to Arizona, quite frankly, I'm not been the theme for you all year, right? That's been your benchmark because they have lost to Arizona this season when they absolutely should not have. And then I, what, what what was it the last time I said I would give up? They played like Chicago. Who was it? Columbus. Um, It was Columbus. Columbus. Two times in a row they played Columbus. And I said, I would give up if they lost to Columbus. I mean it when I say it against Arizona, um, They, they should beat them, but I'm hesitant to say that I'm feeling good about where they're at. They should be getting these wins without Kirill. Um, but when they stumble across a Washington coming up, when they stumble against a Boston, I have no idea how that's going to go. And I'm very concerned.
0: I mean, yeah, they certainly have tough things. The nice thing is they're in the West. They're not in the East, right? I mean, yes, you need to get two points against those teams. If you can get one against those solid teams. But I mean that in the sense of, it's a pretty clear cut line of where the West falls and Minnesota luckily falls above that playoff line. I think they have set themselves up in a good position right now, rolling on a 12 game point streak, uh, heading into this game again against Arizona later tonight on Sunday evening. Uh, and then they got St. Louis later this week. That should be another bull, another winnable game on paper, I believe. Um, and then the Boston Bruins, the big bad Boston Bruins like, Holy cow though. Can we, what is going we on can. we can talk about it I'm
1: just What? how talk. how many flaws do they have on their record this season like seven losses yes. just minimal first and team uh, to
0: clinch a spot in the playoffs officially because like nobody's record catching. breaking yes record breaking Unreal. it's
1: i i was talking to this with somebody on saturday leading up to the hockey expo like when was the last time we've seen a team like this Boston team come about and like, we knew they were going to be good, but it's kind of like when we look at Philip Gustafson and net, we didn't know how good they were actually going to be. And if you said you knew Boston would be accomplishing everything they currently are this season, you would be lying. Exactly.
0: I mean, I think like you said, Kirsten, we all knew Boston was going to be good. There was no doubt about that. But yeah, they didn't make any like wholesale changes. They're getting fantastic goaltending. Uh, You know, guys have found their groove. I mean, they have a good hefty mix of young players, experienced players, all of that. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Boston's always kind of been my East team. I just, I like Boston. I like the accent. I like lacrosse and they have lacrosse in Boston. That's kind of what I've always said. I would live in Boston if I could. That reminds um,
1: me of a Taylor Swift song when she's like, first I saw the dimples, then I heard the accent. And so... <laughs> Boston
0: Uh-huh moving on uh but she said that
1: in the song too
0: <laughs> I'm sure she did yeah. Follow Kirsten Curl for all your Taylor Swift lyric updates and meanings as well as her hockey takes but no uh so yeah going back to the wild that one will be obviously a tough game saturday afternoon uh but Kirsten you mentioned Philip Gustafson great segue by the way because I'm cast- learning this week is Philip Gustafson. We will talk a little bit more about goaltending and just kind of have some fun with him. What a great guy! Um, Not only is he playing well, Kirsten, and we've been very high on him the past few weeks, right, and giving him all the accolades he deserves. And I think that's kind of falling by the wayside. Mark Andre Fleury's now won five straight as well, getting a win in San Jose. I mean, the tandem itself, and we've we've discussed this before do you say that Gus is your number one and Fleury is your number two, or do you just kind of roll with what you did last year? And last year, obviously having cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury as a one-in-one dual caused a lot of behind the scenes drama, maybe not necessarily for the players as much as the media like to speculate, but do you move forward with kind of that mentality again this year, or do you still maybe give Philip Gustafson a bigger share and a bigger take of the remaining regular season games?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. We absolutely don't do what we did last season (laughs) near the playoffs. Um, I still stand by it. Cam Talbot deserved an opportunity. I know, according to you, that is a controversial take. To me, it is very cut and dry. Like, he deserved it. And especially looking at this point, Philip Gustafson He has earned a number one spot. He deserves an opportunity come the playoffs. And also, to be fair, like Marc-Andre Fleury also deserves an opportunity. And that's a lot of games come the playoffs, too, for just one goaltender to be taking it all on for himself. So there needs to be some give and take there. They both need to be rotating. Um, And I also want to say Marc-Andre Fleury, he has received a lot of flack this season. And we know he's near the end of his career. And we're lucky to have him here in Minnesota for that time. When he's been bad this season, he's been pretty bad. But when he's been good, we've also seen him be really good. And thankfully, right now, down the stretch, we're seeing a good Marc-Andre Fleury as well. The fans especially have been pretty harsh on him as Gus's star has been rising here. But right now we are in the position where I would like to see them exactly be. So I think we're in a good spot in that. Yeah. I mean, I know I
0: sometimes give Dean evson a hard time by making him name his number one goalie and making him do this, but I do think like there's nothing wrong with having two goaltenders that are playing their best games of the season at this juncture. We all know how important a hot hand is heading into the playoffs and through the playoffs, especially with the new identity and the way that the Minnesota wild are playing now uh, with that defense first mentality, defense looking very, very strong. You love to see that Jonas Brodeen. sounds like he will be, but I said, ja. I didn't go. Yo, is that throwing you off
1: a little? Yes. Mm. But my whole life is a lie this weekend. I'm saying everyone's names wrong. Like <laughs> Everything I ever thought to be true isn't so. We'll yes.
0: Roll with it. Jonas Brodine might be back sooner rather than later. Um, he has started skating. Gustav Nyquist and late acquisition has started skating as well. Um, and Brandon Duhame, too, who I believe is dealing with some concussion symptoms from, uh, from a fight. But um, no, I mean, I think the other thing, and we'll talk more about this in segment three because this is our big up for debate Marcus Johansson. Like, did we see that come? I mean, not to say that he has been this like huge swinging door that is all of a sudden in the Minnesota wild are now better because they have Marcus Johansson. He certainly is, uh, better than what he was the first go round, which isn't hard, but I mean, he certainly has made an immediate impact, um, as far as like, just even potting a couple goals here, or just creating some movement around Matt Boldy.
1: No, I would agree with that so far early on, I didn't know what to expect from him when he was. Picked up, And I'm going to be very honest about that because he was kind of having a little bit of a rough season. And so us picking him up, I didn't exactly know where he would even fit in the lineup because when the team is healthy, we've got a lot of forwards right now. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I didn't know, but so far in the handful of games he's played, I've been impressed. And I think he's almost seamlessly as one can coming in late, fitting in perfectly. He
0: has. And again, I'm sure that's a testament in general to the room and them liking it and the change of scenery, right? We all talked about that. Mm -hmm. The change of scenery can be good. To find out more about Marcus Johansson and the Swedish influx in the locker room, we are going to have a goaltender, number one goaltender. We'll call him number one goaltender. Nobody's stopping us from calling him number one goaltender. Number one Minnesota wild goaltender, Philip Gustafson. Join us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back joining us now, a man who needs very little introduction, everyone's new favorite Minnesota Wilds, goaltender Philip Gustafson, otherwise known as the Gus Bus. What's going on, Phil?
2: Not much. Just a normal Monday morning, I would say.
0: (laughs) A normal Monday morning. You get to have the best Monday morning of your life because you're on the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Uh, What an honor for you. Uh, Not to mention you were named the NHL's third star. Had you heard that yet?
2: Yeah, I I I just recently heard it was some guys said like, hey, congratulations! I was like, what? It's not my <laughs> birthday today. So then yeah, I they told me really fun.
0: Your I mean your demeanor is just so like casual, calm, cool, collected, but that has to mean something, right? To be named one of the best players of the week in the entire National Hockey League.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, if if you look at all the lineups in, in all the teams. It's, it's crazy to be a third star of the week.
1: And I mean, as the season's gone on too, I mean, it seems like every single night that you're between the pipes, you just continue to get better and better. So being able to now get this third star of the game, you just had your second shutout at you're, I think you're starting to see the benefits of the work that you've been putting in. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, recent years, I I had my good games, and then I also had my my very very bad games. And uh, this year, it feels like I have much more stable like level of level of play, and can like keep a a high like a high high level every game. It feels like.
1: And why do you think that is? What do you think has changed as the season's gone on, or even just comparing it to those previous years?
2: I I just think I like. Obviously, the work and like all my technique and, and game set, but I think more more mature, more more like knowing what's going on. Uh, the mental strength is getting better and better every year. Um, and just because hockey is like you can have the the best technique in in the world, but it feels like hockey is so much about your your brain and and be ready to. To play hockey that way
0: how much do you think it's helped that you've just found a consistency in playing time too i mean you've been given this opportunity to come into minnesota you knew that you were going to get a little bit more action than in ottawa but how much has that really helped do you think so far this year
2: i, I think a lot like yeah uh, now i now know I, I have a few games that comes up now and then and i don't have to wait uh, a month between the games and Usually when you, you know you only get one game a, a month, you you really you really want to win that game and, and perform and then you kinda set the so much pressure on yourself just for that game. Now it's more like I I know even if I don't have my best game today, I'm probably gonna have another game coming up in in less than a week or so. So it's it's easier on yourself doing that.
0: You had once said that goaltenders, you're either a hero or a loser. How accurate is that statement for the goalie position? It, it's
2: so accurate. Like I I would say the Calgary game was I I had a shout out there, but it didn't feel like I played that good. It felt like a rebounds and that stuff. And I I think like the, they had like a breakaway there in the in the third there, and I think that was probably just the the hardest save of, of that game and but other than that it didn't feel like I did too much <laughs> so that then you kind of get praised a little bit for having a shout out and like oh you had this great game and and for myself it's like yeah I didn't do much it I was just there kind of and then you can have this really good game but the other team has so many scoring chances and you let in four goals and lose four nothing and then you you suck anyways <laughs> and Amber tells you suck so yeah, I think that's kind of true. It's very accurate.
1: And your solid play has also earned you a new nickname, the Gus Bus. How cool is that? When you not only like have your teammates getting on board with that, but also hearing the fans talk about how they're all aboard on the Gus Bus. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's kind of fun. Like every time I walk out, it's always like the few teammates right when we we go out out and die to so, like, yeah, they're like, yeah, let's jump on the Gus Bus. Yeah, skull and stuff like that so it's it's kind of fun having that nickname
0: that's got it. i mean that's a new one for you too right i know earlier this year i had chatted with you about nicknames you never had gus Bus in your career right
2: no no i had uh me me and Hogberg were playing in Belleville there and they they had holy hoggy and then they had oh my goose <laughs> when we had like good games and had that as hashtag so the gus boss is something new
0: you know that's a good that brings up a good point. Is it Gustafsson and or is it Gustafsson? Are we Americanizing the hell out of it by saying Gustafsson?
2: I think I think it's pretty close. Uh, yeah. I would say Gustavsson.
0: Gustafsson. Okay. All right. right. Yeah, we'll it, see.
2: It, I would say it's pretty pretty close.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Swedish names, then how pumped are you that your card table is now full of Swedes, courtesy of the NHL trade deadline?
2: Well, now now I'm a little. Concerned actually, because now I might be kicked out myself because too many Swedes. <laughs> so it's I love having more Swedes on the team to talk to, but now I'm I'm one of the youngest, so I'm I'm a little bit more concerned for my my own being there at the card table.
1: You got. to I mean, establish Minnesota's something. now being pinned as Minnesota Does it make you feel a little bit closer to home having all of these guys on the team now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You. You kinda can get around more speaking Swedish and you you can like talk more about them, uh that, but generally in, in Minnesota it feels like if you if you mention your Swedish there, everyone you talk to like, oh I'm Swedish too, or I'm Norwegian, and they're like, Yeah, my my old old grandmother was coming from Sweden and everyone seems to be from from any of the Nordic countries. So it's like Minnesota is pretty much like Sweden, it feels like.
0: The Vikings man I mean yeah we love it that's a thing for us uh you're big on Swedish food something again you and I have in common what's been your what's your favorite Swedish dish to cook and uh let people know where can you find because you have a you had a tip there was some a good Swedish market too that you found that even Jonas Brodin hadn't heard about right until you came around
2: yeah yeah we always go to it's a place called Engelbretsen I think it's based from uh I think They're more based from the Norwegian food stuff, but they they have a lot of like Swedish tradition and they even import a lot of the Swedish food there. So we always go there by by, uh, cheese Mm -hmm. and Swedish meatball. They have like a Swedish meatball mix so you can buy it and make it yourself at home later. And yeah, we usually go there every other week. It feels like we just have to go there and buy new stuff. So (laughs) it's great.
1: And would it be true to say that you don't think that you have any superstitions, or is there just something that you do night in night out anytime that you hit the ice that just has to be part of your routine
2: well i I tried to tell myself I don't have them like i i have a i have like um what's it called um uh, not a costume uh my uh like a warm up no, you know my dress shirts and my uh. Mm-hmm. Suits. Oh yeah. I have like a loser suit. So I have like a record of like one and twelve with that suit. So I can't wear that one. <laughs> so I have like I always eat the same food on game days. It just maybe like that stuff, but other than that, I I don't try and have any other superstition
0: it's funny uh flurry has like a suit superstition as well i think right like he has like a line of suits that he can't wear so you're not to that extreme just yet but there's just that one suit in particular that you can't do
2: yeah yeah No, it's it's actually one of the ones i think look the best too and yes i tried to sneak it in some from time to time to like try and get some wins with that suit and it's it's still pretty bad Uh, (laughs) um I had it for three years and yeah, I just can't get it going. It's, it's impossible.
0: Have we, do we want to burn the suit? Like, is there something else that could be done with said suit? Or do you have to use, leave it there as that reminder of what could happen?
2: Yeah, I, I just think, I think it's done after the season. I don't think I can wear it anymore. And and Ekki, when Erickson X sees me with that suit, it just tells me I'm not allowed to wear it. So I, I think I just have to buy a new one. <laughs>
0: I think that seems fair.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say we love the we love the what am I trying to word? I'm trying to say when your peers support you like that, hold you accountable. I guess is yes. what I'm trying to say. It's a Monday. My brain is half on right now. Um, but so you mentioned the food from Sweden a bit. How do you feel about the food here in Minnesota?
2: Yeah, no, I I think it's pretty good. Uh, I would say it's North American food in general is is Okay, um, it's like a few. I feel I feel like it's less like sauce to the food. It feels more dry, dryish, and it's always like a lot of sandwiches for lunch instead of like real food stuff like that. Um, you don't have the the milk bags like they had in Canada where I was before, so that's <laughs> that's kind of nice again. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm sensing you don't like it, Phil. Like that dry food sounds terrible. Are we dry? We're just dry and boring?
2: yeah, it's it's always like it's always ranch or hot sauce. It feels like that's, <laughs> that's like the only two options I miss like my benet sauce that we always have at home, stuff like mm. that. Um, and more like graving to stuff um and then and then it's always tomato sauce to the meatballs, and that's just a big no-no.
0: What are, we, what are you supposed to do with the meatballs? Like, is it supposed to be a gravy rather than a br- tomato? like a
2: brown, uh, a brown sauce?
0: Huh. See, you're going to have to school the people, educate all of us on some cooking rituals. I would agree. Sometimes it's a little bland. Like Mexican food here is very bland, not quite spicy enough, but you know, we're, we're working on it, working on it, I think. Are we?
1: (laughs) I don't know if we are.
0: (laughs) Not at all. Uh, you know, Phil, what do you like to do away from the rink? I know you had mentioned, I think earlier during training camp, you're a big disc golfer, correct?
2: Yeah, I I try to be like, now, it's not too easy when it's winter here, but (laughs) yeah, I try, I try to get out and, and move. Um, I got my two dogs that makes me moving too. Um, so it's it's walking the dogs outside or or try and go and play disc golf or or do something like that. Otherwise, I'm I like to be be at home and and play my uh, on my computer a lot. So it, it's it's kind of a way for me to be with my my Swedish friends too. Uh, oh, yeah. Being on the computer and especially during the COVID, it was a lot of like social games that we played a lot on. And yeah, I would say I would say that's the most things I do.
1: And let's dive into that a little bit deeper. You mentioned you have a couple of dogs. Tell us all about them, because we, a.k.a. me, I want to know just what are they like? What are their names? Just we love dogs around here. Curtis yeah, no, big I, doggy.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I have an uh, Australian Shepherd. That's that's named Nemo. He's the older one. He's uh, six, I think now. Uh, he's a little more vocal, uh, but like, the calmest dog ever otherwise. Um then we have a Dalmatian called Nova. That's uh, everyone's always surprised that she's like brown, brown dots instead of black dogs dots. Oh yeah. Um and she's three I think. And she's she's a little more of a terrorist at home, I would say. She's like <laughs> so stubborn, she's just like walking around everywhere. And it's like if she's hungry, she has stands there and keeps hitting the food bowl and stuff like that and she's a little more yeah she's like doing her own thing mostly But stubborn how,
1: yeah. <laughs> how do they do when they see you packing the suitcase to get ready for a road trip do they kind of give you a little bit of attitude when they see that
2: no no it's, it's kind of this they started knowing because if when I pack the suitcase they kind of don't even try to follow me through the door when I walk out to the car <laughs> Because otherwise, if if I go to the practice or, or anywhere else, they try and like squeeze through the door and kind of want to go out to the car and follow me wherever I go. But as soon as they bring out the suitcase, they kind of know I'm, I'm going somewhere. So then they just stay in there and just wait, kind of.
0: <laughs> They're over it. They're like, Dad's gone. Again, what are we going to do? I love it. Well, before we let you go, just a final question. Um, Predictions, obviously, moving forward. You guys have now found your groove, it seems. Again, we're recording this on a Monday when you guys are on a nine-game point streak. Things are rolling really well. Just how excited are you for this final stretch of hockey when it's always up and down, playoff-type atmosphere? uh, But the way that you guys are playing is certainly boding well for uh, a little bit of a run here.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, new acquisitions, uh, some new players. Sun is coming out; it's getting warmer outside. Uh, and like, if you don't like playing hockey now and everything is going good, I I think you're doing the the wrong thing. I don't I think you shouldn't play hockey because now it's it's so much fun to play. And uh, yeah, I I just think we have a really good shot here and such a good team that. It's, it's going to be so much fun these next couple of weeks.
0: Well, we certainly have the entire state of hockey cheering you on. They can be a little mean if you don't do well. So good luck with that. Phil. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Appreciate it. Enjoy. That's always hard. It is it? No. Yeah. Never ask you anything you don't know about yourself, right?
2: Yeah, but it's it's it's... It's You're the okay. small talk that's the hardest thing about the English language. Is it? Yeah, because like when you guys always ask about hockey stuff, it's always so much easier because you talk about hockey all the time. But then, like all the small talk around your personal life and more stuff like that, it's it's so hard.
0: I could see that. I suppose we'll yeah. work on that. I'll small talk with you anytime you want, bud. Anytime.
2: Because that, that's the hard part about uh, people too when they speak a different language. It's hard to. To get like the personality out of people
0: i hadn't ever yeah
2: yeah because like you can't do those small jokes you can't like really like it's hard to to talk and and show how yourself like how you are as a person it's so so much harder like the first two years in in canada it was i think it was so hard to to do small jokes and talk stuff
0: so you know that makes a lot of sense cuz I feel like Miko Koivu was funnier than he let on and I think maybe his jokes just didn't land yeah. because of the language barrier. That's what we'll tell him anyway. We'll we'll let him know that that's probably what it was. We're going to take one more quick break you guys. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to Aaron Sickman for helping circle back and get Phil Gustafson. I really appreciate that. Shout out to Phil Gustafson. Phil, I'm going to call him Phil now. That's what we're going to do. What's up, Phil?
1: I think we're on that level now. We're on that level. Uh,
0: Even a bigger shout out. It's funny because the conversation we had with him, Kirsten, about the small talk aspect and how hard that is. That was actually something we chatted with after we had kind of wrapped the interview. And so I had asked him because we happened to be recording a little bit longer. And I said, hey, technically, I don't know that this was like vocalized. That was recording. But I thought that was so fascinating. I've never, ever considered that small talk is an extra challenge for people that don't have English as their number one language.
1: Yeah, I definitely would agree with you. I think I, I, when you personally know the person, I think it makes it maybe a little bit easier to be cognizant, like, okay, like they might be taking a little bit longer to process like me talking so off the cuff and, and in, very improper English, like using a lot of like slang terms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think especially when you're talking to these professional athletes, like you forget about that. So part of it is like, they've all got great personalities, but like he was saying, like it takes them a minute to where they can't really respond the way that they normally would. Cause their brain is taking a second to translate and catch up. So it's like in interviews, it doesn't do these people justice. It doesn't. And I feel bad. I think,
0: Gustafson, obviously a great human, great person, a lot of fun to be around. So I was excited to be able to kind of have that rapport with him once again. So thank you to him and the Minnesota wild for being available. Now we're going to get to our up for debate for this week. We touched on it a little bit in the first segment, uh, but the up for debate is now that we've had, these new acquisitions in the system for a few games. Who do you think has made the most in- impact or who do you think will continue to be kind of the biggest pickup for Minnesota? Is it Marcus jo- Marcus Johansson? Excuse me. Is it Oscar Sundquist or is it John Klingberg? Kirsten? I will let you kick it off. Which of those three, I didn't include Gustav Nyquist because he hasn't played with the team mm-hmm. yet. Um, which of those three kind of, do you think is going to move the needle the most in the good way for Minnesota?
1: I really like Johansson, but also I've been impressed by Klingberg. So I'm going to say him. Um, I was very skeptical, but also I was trying to contain my hesitancy because just Anaheim, not to disrespect their organization, but this season, like a bottom feeder team amongst the entire NHL. And I think just being a player working in that kind of environment, it makes it even harder. So I think this is kind of really a clean slate for him to hopefully really just be on the upward trajectory. And we've seen a lot of positive things from him in the few games that he's played here. So Klingberg, to me, has been impressive thus far. And I hope and am kind of expecting at this point to see him to continue to rise.
0: Hashtag save John Gibson from Anaheim. God, I love John Gibson. Uh, No, I mean, I actually was going to go Klingberg as well because I was all I'm all about that. I think he is going to have kind of a resurgence. You're going to get Dallas Klingberg here in Minnesota. I don't think you're going to get Anaheim Klingberg in, in Minnesota. So, but for the sake of argument, for the sake of being different, I'm going to go Marcus Johansson. And again, that's probably because he surprised me a little bit and it's, you're right. Like you, Kirsten, I didn't, I haven't really followed along with what he had been doing um, as of late or how he'd been playing, but I just, I think it's worked as far as him coming in and being kind of that guy for Matt Boldy. And at first I was kind of like, meh, I don't know if you really necessarily need that. Maybe Matt Boldy's the guy for Marcus Johansson. Maybe it works both ways, but right now, I mean, again, he's getting that offense going. He is just kind of, doing things, making plays and the offense has been struggling so much as of late that it's nice to see a guy come in and immediately find the back of the net. Pretty, pretty easily. Um, especially with Kirill Kaprizov being out now, I mean, it seems like he's set himself up to be one of those secondary scores. So I'm going to go with, uh, Marcus Johansson because. Why not? But Klingberg as well. And, you know, I think Sunquist has done fine too. You mm-hmm. know, like I, it's nothing good, bad, or the other way. I'm very indifferent about how he's played, but he's, he's filled a role, filled a hole, uh, left by Jordan Greenway and, uh, the wild Jordan in general.
1: greenway getting a goal in Buffalo recently. I think it was his go. second game as a saber. So uh, good for him. Cause we didn't see that here as of late. Um, <laughs> sorry, that sounded really condescending, but True. genuinely I'm like this change of scenery for him just on a personal level, like good for him. Like I'm happy that he's finding success over in New York for sure. And I think with Greenway, if
0: he could just give 10% effort, he'll already be a little bit better than what we saw here. I think there's just that lack of giving it his all for whatever reason. Funny aside and shout out to my aunt Joe, who I saw earlier today at my cousin Carly's baby shower. Also shout out to her. Congrats to the baby. I wrapped their gift in a Minnesota wild rally towel because I could not find uh, my tissue paper. So anyway, uh, she said that she was sad to see Jordan Greenway go because he ordered pepperoni pizza, but he didn't like pepperoni. He would just pick the pepperoni off and he just liked the flavoring of the pepperoni on the pizza. And that I thought was adorable. So shout out to aunt Joe Greenway. I don't disagree with that. I like pepperoni pizza, though. You know, that's Mm. that's an aside. A final note. Let us know how you eat your pizza. I'd be very curious. Let us know in our comments below. Let us know what you think of this episode. Any discussion is Philip Gustafson your number one. Does it matter? Are we making too big of a deal? Who's going to start in the playoffs? All of those things I like to talk about. We'll continue to talk about them each and every week here on barred down beauties, uh, more good guests coming up, more conversation, all of the good things that you like. Be sure to follow us, like rate, subscribe, all of that. Shout out to talk North for featuring us on their network. Shout out to soda stick again. Hopefully you got into our last merch sale window. We'll continue to drop that, but the gear looks pretty sweet. In case you didn't see it. It's a, It's a good look. Everybody will look good in it. If you did order some gear, be sure to tag Bardown beauties in that. And we'll be able to share and uh, give you a little bit of love. Shout out to Royal credit union, less fee more free also to grain belt. Our next live show with grain belt will be on the 21st, which is a Tuesday at park place sports bar in St. Paul park. Uh, Looking forward to that. The Minnesota wild will be taking on the new Jersey devils on the road. So it's a six o'clock game. We'll be out there just busting down plays. And by that, I mean, we'll be watching the game and taking your questions during intermission. So it should be a good time. Thanks to Greenbelt for that and for Buttes Live. And final, cheers to Jim Beam. you love you some Jim Beam. Uh, you know, maybe delay your Sunday scaries. Enjoy your week with a nice cold glass of Jim Beam whiskey. That's going to do it, you guys. You're awesome. You know, we love you. Uh, yeah. Kirsten, you got anything else? You have a Taylor Swift lyric you want to close us up on?
1: No, but a lot of Morgan Wallen songs are coming into my mind when we mentioned yeah. Jim Beam because he, seemingly based on his new album, loves Jim Beam. So shout out there, Keith Whitley. Keith Talks Whitley, about a lot
0: in that. Mm. Uh,
1: four songs, I believe Keith Whitley is mentioned. So. Yep, there you go all right guys
0: you are awesome thank you so so much and again one final shout out to let's play hockey and the let's play hockey expo everybody involved in that it was a blast we are honored to be a part of it honored to be out there honored to get to meet you guys because it's still crazy that you keep listening to our ramblings and nonsense but we love you have a great rest of your week we'll see you later bye new no, new no, new no.